people that are flag-carrying members of the left wing in this country. Um, Eddie, uh, in Outer Banks, North Carolina, uh, you wanted to weigh in. Appreciate you listening. What you got for us? Um, yes, greetings from the Outer Banks of North Carolina, your neighbor where there's never a bad day here, Clay. It's um, fantastic. So beautiful place. 100,000 people move into to my home state of North Carolina last year in, in 2022. Every one of them are from New Jersey, and they all bring their crap problems and their crap politics with them. And I spend all day telling them that, number one, remember, there's a reason you move from New Jersey to North Carolina. Number two, don't ever forget rule number one. And rule number three, you are not God's chosen person to change the backward way of the southerner. We've got that one covered. God bless you, Clay. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Now, I would hope, look, North Carolina wasn't that close in 2022 uh, in terms of the big Senate race. I think that North Carolina is actually getting redder with the migration now. I understand. I understand that fear. If you live in a red state and you love the way that your red state exists right now, I think, though, if you look at the voting patterns in Florida, for instance, those 800,000 people that are moving into Florida since April of 2020, they're voting red, and they're coming to Florida to vote red. And so, again, I think the legacy, and we'll see, certainly got a preview of it in 22 is that red's getting redder and blue is getting bluer, and that is going to continue even more. Scott in New York City, need you to be quick, my man. What you got for us? Uh, real quick, I just have to say to Rush uh, that I miss him and I love him, and I thank him for making me the man that I am. Um, as far as the the Pico uh, balloon, I think that uh, anyone that believes that uh, we couldn't track this with a telescope from the ground and see that it was a Pico balloon rather than um, um, a, a something that's spying on us or something, you, you would have to be really um, um, ignorant. To you have to be really dumb to make that mistake. The problem is the Biden administration is really dumb, and I think they could make that mistake. And I think they were so humiliated by not shooting down the original Chinese spy balloon that they may well have overreacted and shot down $10 spy balloons, actually hobbyist balloons. Thanks for hanging Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Just how concerned are you about K-12 education these days? Are you worried about what your children or grandchildren are learning or not learning in school? If you answered yes, our friends at Hillsdale College have a free resource for you. Hillsdale College understands the importance of education to the future of our country, so right now they're offering you 10 free print copies of their recent issue of Imprimus entitled Education as a Battleground, written by Hillsdale College President Larry P. Arn. This special issue provides a factual account of the issues in the ongoing battle over education and explains why parents and teachers, not bureaucrats or activists, should guide what our children are learning. With Hillsdale's help, you can make a difference in your community by distributing these copies of Imprimus at places in your community where it will be read. Claim your 10 free copies of Education as a Battleground by visiting clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. That's clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. Act now and join the battle over education for our country's future. 2,977 people lost their lives on 9-11. 
but that day is still taking lives. People are still suffering and dying from 9-11 related illnesses, and a whole generation knows little to nothing about 9-11. Only two states in our nation mandate K-12 learning. That's why the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is giving educators access to non-fiction 9-11 resources for K-12. Full curriculum units built around first-person accounts, plus the non-fiction Discovering Heroes series of books. A speaker's bureau with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. A mobile exhibit. A high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer that turns into an 1,100-square-foot interactive museum with 9-11 artifacts. Russell F. Siller Memorial Scholarships for exemplary high school students of program recipients who are preparing for college. To never forget, we must educate future generations. Help Tunnel to Towers educate kids. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Trading Made Easy is an automated day trading software that provides you with the tools and the data you need to succeed as a day trader. Whether the market goes up or down, tune in Saturday at 1 p.m. to learn more tips and tricks. Call 1-800-971-4160 today to schedule your free live trading session. That's 1-800-971-4160. Tune in each and every Saturday at 1 p.m. to learn how to succeed as a day trader. Call 1-800-971-6160 to learn more. Hey, how you doing? You want luxury for less? I got you. I got a 22 Chrysler 300 Touring for you for $29,998, okay? That's $29,998. I got one. Do you want a muscle car legend like a 22 Dodge Challenger GT model? I got one, too, for $6,115 off. Sahara Chrysler Dodge Ram. We are the Mopar Power Brokers, okay? Right on the corner, right on the price, corner of Sahara and Decatur. 5050 West Sahara. Live Come see me. Casino and Spa Studios. From the world-famous Las Vegas Strip. AM670 KMCQ Las Vegas. Locally owned and operated by Kemp Broadcasting and Digital Outdoor. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The head of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency trying to reassure residents forced from their homes by that toxic train derailment in Ohio nearly two weeks ago that testing shows the air and water are now safe. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine spoke to WXSY, WTTE. In the 500 homes where the air has been tested, no contamination of concern caused by the rail derailment was present in any of these homes. EPA Administrator Michael Regan says he's confident that technology being used to clean up the mess would protect public health. Nevertheless, residents are frustrated by what they say is incomplete and vague information. Five former Memphis police officers pleading not guilty today to second-degree murder and other charges in the arrest and death of Tyree Nichols. The five made their first court appearance in Shelby County Criminal Court. The officers were fired after an internal police investigation into the January 7th arrest of Nichols, who died in a hospital just three days later. Also at townhall.com, Joe Biden's doctors described the president as a healthy, vigorous 80-year-old. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton reports. After a routine medical exam, President Biden was described as fit to successfully execute duties of the presidency. His blood work was normal, he has a healthy weight, and has no long-term symptoms from the coronavirus. In a health summary, Dr. Kevin O'Connor wrote that the president had a lesion removed from his chest during a routine skin cancer checkup and that his stiffened gait was the result of spinal arthritis. The conclusions are sure to be scrutinized as the nation's oldest president makes plans for re-election. Greg Clugston, Washington. On Wall Street, the Dow is up 112 points, 
but the Nasdaq is down 69. More at townhall.com. From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes Jesus Revolution. If you look a little deeper, if you look with love, you'll see an entire generation searching for all the right things, just in all the wrong places. Based on a true revolution. You're going to need a bigger church. Jesus Revolution. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. See it early February 22nd. Be in theaters everywhere beginning February 24th. Go to JesusRevolution.movie. America is giving away its inventions and technology to China. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. The shocking new movie, Innovation Race, exposes the potential Chinese takeover of 5G and the Internet, threatening America's economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. Watch the movie, Innovation Race, now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. Salem Now. Hey, Kevin Wall here. A few years ago, a friend invited me for an evening of fun at Ichabod's Lounge. Now, Ichabod's isn't in my neighborhood, and yeah, I had to drive an extra 10 minutes. Boy, am I glad I did. What I didn't know at the time was that Ichabod's had been there for over three decades and family-owned for over 20 years. It's one of the top gaming bars in Las Vegas with the best promotions and amazing monthly cash giveaways and payouts. And I love their food. Ichabod's features incredible menu items, including seafood, steaks, burgers, pastas, and five daily specials. And their kitchen is open 24 hours a day for you late-night foodies. What do I like best about Ichabod's? Their old-school Vegas atmosphere. Their bartenders and servers are super friendly. When everyone else is cutting back, Ichabod's continues to super serve its customers. And you'll love their nightly entertainment at the piano bar. You want to win? Then I'll see you at Ichabod's Vintage Vegas Dining Gaming Lounge and Piano Bar on East Flamingo at Pecos. It's 12.04. This is your KMCQ News Flash. I'm Jim Dallas. The Oakland A's have added a third site where they're considering building a billion-dollar ballpark in Las Vegas. Where it is, the A's are now seriously looking at the land on Flamingo Road, just west of the Las Vegas Strip, where the Rio Hotel Casino sits. Dreamscape Companies, the real estate firm which owns the Rio, has confirmed its interest in the building a ballpark on that site. That now makes three locations in play, including the Tropicana site on the South Strip and the Las Vegas Festival Grounds at Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard. Major League Baseball's commissioner says the A's have made Las Vegas the focus of their most recent efforts to build a new ballpark. Commissioner Rob Manfred said that the team has lingering issues in Oakland regarding their Howard Terminal project. Team officials were in town earlier this month to meet with resort owners from downtown Las Vegas and the North Strip who came out in support of the A's moving to Las Vegas. Congratulations to the Lady Rebels. UNLV's women's basketball team is the Mountain West champions for the second straight season. They wrapped up the title last night at the Thomas and Mac with a 77-60 win over San Jose State. So congratulations, Lady Rebels. KMCQ on-time traffic is powered by Meineke Car Care Centers. Right now, get a basic oil change for only $29.95. Meineke, doing car care right. Got a few crashes to look out for right now. Westbound Sahara at Teddy. Injuries there. Also eastbound Tropicana at Mountain Vista. Westbound Warm Springs at Fort Apache. That's a new one. 
and expect to tap the brakes through the resort area of Interstate 15 southbound at Flamingo. Mr. President, it's time to get to work. Surely we both agree that the national debt is too high. Surely we both agree that inflation hurts American families. Surely we can trim waste and streamline programs to make them both stronger and more efficient. Congressional Republicans are ready to act, to save our country, and to make America stronger. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Wall. Fun lovers and truth seekers, you have come to the right place. It is live and local for a Friday, February 17th. As we move towards spring, I promise you spring is just around the corner. One of the things we do on Friday, religiously, regardless of what's going on in the world or in our community, we celebrate what I like to call the best day of the year. Buckle up, folks. Here we go. Oh, man. What day is it? It's Friday. Mm. Friday, Friday, Friday. Mm. It's Friday. Come on, you know better. Even, even, even on the uh, brink of a uh, a three day holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, uh, President's Day coming up on Monday, and uh, we're we're doing a live show. Just so everybody knows, we're going to be doing a live show. Uh, a lot of a lot of programs uh, around the country uh, and here in Vegas are doing best ofs. Uh, we're not doing that. We are we're, we're coming at you with live stuff. Uh, coming up on Monday. So I certainly hope that you'll be with us for that. Um, I'm always happy to have on, uh, only because I always know that uh, that our audience increases by at least one when, when he's in studio. Kevin Child, the former Clark County Board of Trustee member uh, who joins us uh, on a regular basis. Kevin, how you been, my friend? Kevin, thank you for having me on your show. And uh, hello, audience. Welcome to the Kevin Wall Show. I am already strapped in and buckled up and let's do this this friday uh let's begin with the uh, jesus jara who's been in the news over the course of the last couple of days uh relative to a uh a vehicle accident a traffic accident um and there's there, there are a lot of lingering questions around this uh, particular uh deal can, can you bring us up to up to speed on what's going on so as you know the story broke on channel eight then it went to 13 so what happened was i guess jara was in one of the uh, p- uh, fleet cars, which was an old police car, and was uh, owned by the not owned by the C- it was owned by CCSD, but it was driven by the chief. So evidently, he took over the chief's car and had a driver, Kevin. That's and uh, he got in an accident. Now, the now driver my... got in an accident with Jara in the car. Now, my question is, why is Jara? Uh, why does he have a driver? Is there a reason? It, well, is that, why we ask these questions is why we show up on your show to answer these questions and give you more information about what's going on with this. 
also what happens is, remember, uh, we can say the name is James uh, Joe Caruso. I went on transparency. He's supposed to be a liaison between the superintendent and the um, the trustees, but it's been known that he's been driving the superintendent around after the superintendent gave up his car allowance. Um, so this is where it gets a little bit sticky. Well, I guess he's been using this car allegedly, and people have been seeing this and reporting to me that he's been doing this for at least about a month. So the question is, is why are we paying $189,000 for a driver for our superintendent of the school district? Good point. Good point. Um, Jesus Jara uh, leads a charmed life. I mean, he gets fired. The, the, the board determines that he's not fit for, for, for service, so they, they, they cut him loose. Then they say, nope, we had to change of heart. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna sign him to a long term contract with a signing bonus with, with uh, everything. Uh, how does this guy do it? That's what the question is, and voters need to ask, and parents of the school district that are paying the taxes need to find out these questions because again, they vote these trustees in. These trustees hire the superintendent. Remember, and again, we'll go back to this accident. You have to say Jara left the scene. Kevin of an accident the person was hurt in the car there was a person and the other car allegedly got hurt why what what constitute you leaving a scene of an accident when and then I guess what allegedly I would say allegedly because we need to find out even more even on the police report there was only said one person in the car why didn't Mr. Caruso said that there was another person in the car when he knew it so he lied to Metro, and Metro was the investigative um, law enforcement agency over this accident, and it was on Desert Inn, right down the street from uh, uh, I think Channel Channel Eight uh, Drive there off of Di. Let me just ask you, uh, and I'm not sure what the law says on a uh, uh, injury accident, whether everybody has to stay. Uh, if indeed Jara was not the driver. Uh, my question is then: Then what's the obligation of, of Jara to remain behind with the vehicle that he was a passenger in? Well, again, that begs the question: Is why did he leave? Is and he has a person that works with the Clark County School District that's also. I mean, he got hurt. Why would you leave one of your employees that you were in the car with? Maybe it's not legally. I don't know if it's legal or not legal, but morally. Why would you leave somebody that was hurt? I get it. There's meetings going on, but there's no more. Meetings don't mean anything if somebody's hurt. That's got to be the scariest. That means this man has nothing. He should not be in that position right now. If I was a school board trustee, I would be asking for him to resign. What kind of reaction have we had from the board of trustees, uh, individually or, or collectively? Kevin, they haven't said a peep. Uh, Darcy Spears over at Channel 13 has been doing this story. She's asked many questions of what's going on because I'm sure that it's a developing uh, story because people want to know. And they did the story on uh, Channel 13 uh, three nights ago, and it got quite a big response on it, Kevin. And, again, there's been questions, and and the district won't answer them. That's the biggest thing is, again, it's the taxpayer's money. 
It's the school board trustees that are elected uh, elected by us, the people. They should be telling us what's going on, not in a back room, not on the side. They need to start opening up to the public to answer these questions and, and making sure the district is getting out the answers that we, the taxpayers, need to know about. Um, I want to get back to this story, but I think there they're, they're going to be a lot of questions that are going to be asked about uh, uh, JARA. Uh, and 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 the board of trustees to me is, is the group that needs to be transparent here and needs to be uh, upfront. Uh, is there an investigation going on right now I, I, internally? Uh, not, that, not that we heard of yet, and we're asking those questions. And Darcy Spears and myself are asking questions about this incident, and we're hoping to get something back within the next week or maybe in a couple of days, because they only have five days to get back with us once you inquire about a question with the FOIA Act, which is, you know, the Information Act that they have to, because it's public dollars, they need to be transparent. They need to give us the information. And they only have so much, so much time to do that, Kevin. Let me switch gears. Uh, the uh, 82nd Nevada Legislature is meeting. Uh, education is job one, according to the governor. It uh, uh, appears to be his top priority. Uh, the new Republican governor, Joe Lombardo. Uh, what do you make of what you have heard so far from your sources in Carson City and down here as to uh, the priorities of this legislature? Uh, is it going to be focused? And again, the, the Democrats run the show. Um, but we do have a new Republican governor. Uh, is is uh, education going to be at the forefront of what they do up there in Carson City? Well, it's supposed to, and that was one of the, the, the sticking points when uh, our Governor Lombardo was being elected. He went on the campaign trail and said he wanted to be the education governor. Safety was one of his topics. Uh, teacher retention was one of his topics. And guess what? We're having a safety problem, you know, if you see a lot of this stuff, you remember the other day, uh, CCSD, PD, police officers, uh, they're allegedly they're going after an officer that went after one of the students. We had today there was uh, a gun found up and allegedly, I, but a pretty good sources, that there was a gun and there was a lockdown up at Palo Verde. Safety is going, you know, nowhere. And I haven't seen a safety program set by our Governor Lombardo. And this is, uh, uh, you know, uh, teachers parents uh these children need to be safe and i haven't heard any plan to, to make these kids safer from our governor i think he needs to step up a little bit and he's and that's what i'm hearing from the street i've been in 17 counties along uh, nevada he hasn't done anything yet kevin this is the scary part if you want to become the education governor it's a 360 there's a lot of components that go through all 17 districts in nevada so is it the governor that needs to set the pace here, or is it a matter of uh, does he play defense and make sure that the um, the Democrats in the legislature don't uh, run the show and he ends up being reactive rather than proactive? Well, remember, the governor has a voice. The governor can't, can stand in front of any news camera, any news agency, any radio station to, to say his plans, to see his vision. And uh, he can put these people on blast and say, if you guys are not going to do this, remember, he holds, he holds, you know, the loudest mic in the room when it becomes, you know, to the people of, of Nevada. And you have to say that, what, have you heard him? Has he been on your show? Has he talked about his plans of keeping it safe to talk, talk about the health care of the teachers, how to retain teachers, uh, the budgets, 
throughout the state of Nevada. You haven't heard anything about, well, he's asked for a budget, I think. I think you heard that, right? Yes. Well, remember, he's asked for, he wanted to see the audits of these of these schools. Well, Kevin, I have a problem with that, and many other people throughout Nevada, these school districts do audits every year. This is now, it's going to be called a dog and pony show. Really, when I was a school board trustee, I asked for a forensic audit. There's a lot of nooks and crannies in those in those audits that you can escape, but you can't escape from a, guess what, a forensic audit. Forensic audits cost a lot of money. Remember, Sandoval put in, I mean, I'm sorry, Sandoval, because I hear many people are calling our new governor, Brian Sandoval, 2.0. And this is not, I've heard this. But again, Sandoval was the same way. He didn't care. He said he was all about education, did nothing. Uh, and that's the scary part of this whole thing is that we're getting all these people that are elected. They promise and they never deliver. But if you want an audit and you need a great audit, a forensic, it's going to cost the Clark County School District about about two million dollars. Remember, uh, Governor Lombardo put in uh, two billion dollars, which I thought was ridiculous without any uh, without any plan. He just threw it on the table. Well, if I want to negotiate. I'm going to say, I want this. If you get this, you get this. I got this. He didn't negotiate anything. He just gave the dollars out, which is really sad, Kevin. Again, Kevin Child joining us, the former Clark County School Board of Trustee member. Uh, he knows where all the bones are buried. Uh, I want to ask you, and again, I come from a, a sports background, and one of the questions you always ask before a Super Bowl or before a big game of some sort is you always say, you know, who, who are the players to watch? Who are the players to watch when it comes to education uh, relative to the uh, state Senate, re- relative to the Assembly? Well, you have to hope that both sides are going to work together to to get a you know a good result. And right now, um, I haven't heard any either side talk about it. Uh, Maggie Carlton, who's a former senator who's now sitting on a, 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 a parent thing, that she wants these audits. She wants the forensic audit. She was a Democrat, so looks like the Democrats have taken the lead before. Uh, Governor Lombardo was in office asking for these forensic audits. But our governor only wants an audit. Every school district, and let me reiterate this, every school district does an audit every year, and it's just a skim. It doesn't go through the nooks and crannies the way it should, and the voters should be screaming about, like, like I did. I said, we need a forensic audit. We need it now. And that's the way we can find out there's a lot of money that can be pushed other places. Just like I said on previous shows with you, AB 469 meant the money followed the student. So guess what? Clark County broke that law. I don't understand why Governor Lombardo hasn't went after them or, or you know, to say, hey, they're breaking the law. Where's my AG? We need to go after these because it's not Clark County school district money. It's taxpayers' dollars, our hardworking dollars that go to educate these children, which they're doing a crappy job right now. I want to ask you, because there are uh, organizations that are coming together, coalitions that are being formed, uh, I I want to ask you, is that going to help when you see Power to Parent and NPRI and different organizations coming together? Is that going to be good for this effort? Absolutely. Anytime you get the the community involved in, they're they're, about spending our hard-earned tax dollars. It's going to help, but we need more of the parents to get involved. They need to get more involved in Power to Parent. 
They need to get in organizations. They need to get, again, they have a voice. They need to call their trustee and let them know what's going on. They need to call the governor. Again, uh, we have to make sure those, those, our tax dollars are accountable when it comes to all schools in Nevada. Um, as we move uh, further into the 82nd uh, Nevada legislature, when are we going to start getting some some education bills through? I mean, is this something that's going to be the last two weeks of the uh, of the session, like sometime in in, in mid May? Well, based on based on results, sometimes often harsh but always fair. You nailed it on the head. We're never going to see them until towards the end, which they should be talking about them now because children matter in Nevada, and if we don't take care of our children, we don't take care of our community, Kevin. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. And I, I got to be honest with you, I don't know how this thing is going to happen uh, if if Democrats dig in. Um, are, are there are there Democrats that are willing to talk or that are willing to do some horse trading with the governor or with uh, Republicans in the assembly in the state Senate? Here's what I'm going to say. I believe so, because I came back from um, Reno the other night. And I sat with a uh, couple of, of uh, Democratic legislators. They're willing and they're open. And, and I talked to them because they asked me questions about the Clark County School District. I think if you, you're on there and you know what you're going to talk about and you set the plan out they, and, it, and it benefits these children, I think Democrats will go with it. But again, you've got to have a plan. You've got to have a vision. Without a, a vision, you, 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 you perish. Uh, you've got to make sure you have the plan set out. And I don't believe, again, I'm hearing from a lot of people that our, our, our governor has not have the plan out. I haven't seen a safety plan. I haven't seen how he wants to retain teachers. It's easy to pay him more, but that's just one, that's just one category of retaining a teacher. I want quality teachers. You want quality teachers. Parents want quality teachers. But if you're not going to have other, other categories set, to keep these teachers and 